0: and it would just jump to like different sounds
1: hey i'm ryan and i'm steve and you're watching listening experiencing oh experiencing 60 cycle hum the guitar buying selling modding trading fixing reviewing breaking playing podcast experience the hum, hum. <laughs>
0: hum. happy uh, 255th episode Steve
1: thanks Ryan we're,
0: we're five episodes away from an even
1: five years we are at the episode number where um we actually can't make any more episodes without without uh expanding out our memory slots we've reached the maximum number of episodes.
0: In, in our brains, <laughs> are you talking about like on Podbean? Do you
1: remember like Do you remember like on old computers how like everything is like maxed out at like two hundred and fifty five? No, you could never have like two hundred and fifty six. Like it was a big breakthrough when you could like have get over two hundred fifty six, get, get to like two hundred. You're talking about like
0: hard drives and stuff, yeah, from, like, like all that stuff from like the nineties, yeah, yeah. Like they had this imaginary cutoff line, like you couldn't do two, more than two hundred fifty. Five, yeah, of I'm pretty
1: sure like even our like IP addresses only go up to like 255. I don't know why it is. I just when I'm I saw, not nerdy enough to know this. When I saw that we were doing 255 and 256, I was like, oh, 256. That was like the that's the resolution. That's the color scale that that SimCity 2000 prefers. Oh yeah, it's like 256 million or something like yeah, that. Yeah, so no, it's just 256. No, but like there, like
0: I remember like getting. Like the first computer that was full color and bragged about having like 256 million colors. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Why
0: is that the magic number?
1: Has to do with the number of like, has to do with the amount of like processing it can do. Huh. So, yeah, it's like video games. That you start, well, originally, like the first video games were like two bit color. So, two bit color it was just two colors. Then, like, welcome to
0: this guitar podcast, everybody.
1: Eight, eight, eight bit color gave you like six, I think that was like 64 colors. Yeah. And it's all like sixty four, one twenty eight.
0: We had this computer that was sixteen color,
1: two fifty six. Yeah, sixteen color. I played a bunch of sixteen color games back in the day. I mean,
0: like the computer itself was sixteen color. Like you could not display more than sixteen no, colors right. on the yeah. computer. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Uh, there was a setting in on in Microsoft Paint. Like, it was the first Microsoft Paint ever. There was a setting where it would, you could draw in, like, flashing rainbow, and it would flash between all available 16 what? colors. Yeah. That's crazy. I spent a lot of time freaking myself out with that. What's it's that? a good thing I'm not epileptic. It would have oh my certainly put me into a fit. Uh, what's new, Steve?
1: Um, I bought some things.
0: Yes, you did.
1: Uh, I posted in the group already. I bought a DoD rubber neck. Delay.
0: Yeah. I almost felt like feel like you should um, save
1: that for next episode. Oh, I mean, well, too late. Well, I haven't received it yet. It's shipping. Sure, it's, sure. It's supposedly shipping. And then um, I bought this. I'm I'm just gonna open it. I'm well, we won't say what it is. Okay. Just stall for like 10 seconds.
0: I would I'm gonna say like if I was in a position to buy delays right now, I would be all over those rubber necks. I just have too much stuff coming in as it is. Steve is opening up a case behind You've us. You've
1: been doing all these reverb shootouts, and I think I need to. Bring like all of my delays over sometime. Yeah, let's have a delay I'm up party. To like five or six. Yeah, I've things. got a bunch
0: over here too. So,
1: you are you going to hurry up, Stephen? Unbox this thing. I don't there want to is. drop it. I don't want to break the. Ne- I don't want to break the headstock. There it is. This is a uh, the person I bought it from. I got this off of Facebook Marketplace. Uh, Steve is holding a Les Paul. Nineteen ninety three Gibson Les Paul Studio. I looked into it. it's actually a studio light. So this was, like, right when I – from what I understand, this is when they were, like, trying to figure out how to do chambering and different, like, Swiss cheesing ideas. What are you doing? <laughs> Ryan's Scaring trying to balance you. his guitar on, like, one finger. It's very um, light. I will say that. Yeah. So I guess what they do is they, like – they at the time, they, like, Swiss cheese the body. Well, actually, I don't think they Swiss cheese it. They just cut out the center, and, like, the center block underneath the maple cap is uh, – they call it chromite, but uh-huh. it's basically balsa. Right. Um, And from what I was reading, balsa is actually like a decent tone wood, but it's so soft that you can only really use it as like a resonant filler. You can't make it. You can't make the outside of the guitar out of it.
0: Sure. Um, No. Yeah. You'd have to have a hard resin finish over balsa to protect it with like fiberglass. Yeah. Like that's what they do with surfboards. You have to oh, fiberglass right. over yeah. it. Yeah, so
1: it's ultra light. The balsa
0: is incredibly soft. It's just um, super soft.
1: So this guitar originally would have had a Gibson 500T496R pickup set. This one was replaced with the Seymour Duncan hot-rodded humbucker set, which is the, the Jazz JB combo. The JB and the bridge is super hot. So I'm either going to have to – I think I'm going to leave it where it is. I think I'm going to bring the neck pickup up a little. Um, yeah, it's a little low. Uh, just because I think I need a little more balanced output, but man, this thing plays like it's butter, sweet butter.
0: It's a good score, Steve. How much did you pay again? I paid $550. And what's like the the normal rate for these?
1: I found a few on eBay and Reverb that were listed between like $800 and a thousand dollars. Um, so it's in that price point of like where my first thought was, well, if I don't like it, like maybe I'll just flip it. Sure. But, um, the reality is, is I've I played... mean,
0: it's also that price point where you ain't never going to get it. Again. Yeah. And
1: I've, <laughs> I've played other Les Pauls that would be on like Craigslist or whatever. It's like, the... what do you want?
0: Do you want to make $300, $200, or do you want to have a Les Paul? Exactly.
1: And I think, uh, I'm leaning very far in the, in the direction of, I just want to have a Les Paul at this point. Um, So, yeah, this thing is super cool. Uh, I feel like I'd keep it. Yeah, yeah. Um, The one thing that's kind of a trip that you noticed right away is it's kind of got the, what did you call it, marine? Yeah,
0: like a marine plywood Um, kind of boat.
1: So it's a three-piece top, three-piece maple top, but it's, you know, it's three-piece flame maple, which is kind of like a it's just that
0: flamey amber maple, you know? Um, Steve, actually, when he was showing this to me earlier, he played the riff to that 311 song about amber being the color of your energy. It's like Steve, did you learn that song just to do that joke yeah, right now? Yeah, last
1: night. Last night I was like, <laughs> actually on my way to pick it up. I was like, I got to I got to learn the amber riff. He kind of
0: nailed it too. I, I'm impressed. I was impressed. I, spent, I am impressed. I
1: spent impressed. a lot of time. I spent a whole at least like 5 minutes trying to figure it out.
0: He's dedicated to the joke, guys. He's dedicated to it. That's a great score, dude, and that's a cool guitar. I I've been thinking that I really need to get something with a uh, a less paul quality to it around here cuz I've got just a ton of fendery stuff. Like everything I have is pretty fendery. Even the explorers and flying V's I have are fendery. I, sh-
1: I should add this too because this is like a this is a value booster, I guess.
0: Got the OG case. It
1: comes with I got it with the Gibson case.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like I mean it's a value booster. I think it's more things like that are more of like a sale booster. Like, yeah, it adds value to it, but like you could probably sell the guitar for the same amount. But someone sees it and like, oh, it's got the case. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna pick that one over the yeah, other one.
1: Exactly. Yeah. it's the kind of thing where, where you know I mentioned like, oh yeah, you could get a uh, you could get like a Les Paul faded or something in the sure. same price range. But those, oh, I'd rather get that over those, faded. And those don't come with the case. That thing. Feels those came great. with gig bag in gig bag. Oh, that came with a gig bag. No, the faded. Oh, the faded did. did. Yeah. Yeah, they came with that Gibson like padded like thick padded geek bag yeah so this is this where is where in town cool. did you have to drive to get that um like city heights that's not bad no it was actually on our way um because we went to the zoo afterwards nice we went to nighttime zoo so um yeah picked that up uh went to the zoo it was like rattling mm. around in the back of the van and the whole time i'm like uh, oh i should have laid it flat <laughs> i should have laid it flat because it was like on edge I was like, ah! Every time I just, like hit the brakes, I was like breaking super slow. I'm going to need a blade to get. You into are going to need a blade. You need a. You got a safety knife over there. Yeah, box get cutter. It. Don't slice your hand off. You can't. Does the wax not peel? It's not going to peel. It is not very appealing. You need a sword, man. That's what you need. Anyway, I'm yeah, I'm super excited about that. I got the Dod rubber neck coming. It, um, I want to say
0: those those rubber necks are so. Fantastic, and the you got it for like a hundred, right?
1: Yeah, I got it for ninety five bucks Damn. plus plus tax. So I
0: wish I could justify getting one of those right now, but it's, I'm just I've got too many delays in right you now just as it is.
1: Sell the other ones,
0: and it's not like I mean, obviously these companies are clearing them out right now. Yeah, so it's not like. I can keep buying one at that price forever, yeah, well, and, and, and it's okay. not. And the other thing is, like, it's not like I can buy one. It's not like they just came out. I can buy one, demo it, and get a lot of clicks off of it. Right. It's already out. The cat's out of the bag. People already know everything about it. So, it's like, there's just not a reason for me. to Yeah, buy one. the
1: speculations that Dod will probably completely kill that line in the next like six to twelve months. I was having a uh, thought so the other day. So worst case like, scenario, uh, if I get it and I'm like, ah, oh, I like it, but I got these other delays. I still like more. Like, I think, I definitely think it's reselling it for more than I think you're going to be able to flip you know, it in a couple of years. Bucks is going to be pretty easy.
0: Yeah, and I, I think know, people
1: are going to want that delay pedal in
0: a couple of years. And I don't
1: necessarily think that's a thing I'm going to want to do because I it, the hype around it. Like I remember really liking it at Nam, and that was with the prototype. Yeah, and was, the prototype wasn't fully dialed in yet. Yeah, that was when it, uh, it like, you would like turn up one knob a little, a little great. too far, and it would just start freaking out. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, oh, hmm. they're like, oh, I remember man. them being like, oh yeah, we still got it. We still did you see? Key. Do you
0: follow Tom from DOD on no. Instagram? He made this post today. He's a he's a lovely man. The guy who who used to be the the head of DOD up until recently. Yeah. Um. He was sent the prototype of the DOD 250 from the original owner of DOD. I would just die. (laughs) I would just die if that was sent to me. But he was sent sent it as like a gift or like – here, here you go. You you need this.
1: This is the Surly Brewing Company Darkness Russian Imperial Stout. This was sent to you by your Inner Circle Secret Santa? Yeah,
0: my Secret Santa. Uh, if you join the Inner Circle, we do two Secret Santas in the year. We do Christmas, obviously, and then we do Christmas in July. Uh, that's part of my what's new. I was sent uh, – it was Charles Gibson, right? I, I don't know, man. It's your Secret Santa. I think that was the guy. I'm sorry if I messed that up just now. He also sent me this Damp Echo. Which is a tube-powered delay. That's fantastic. I haven't even sipped it yet. Uh, It's three knobs. It's a foot switch. It's a great big metal box here. It's just wild looking. I've been talking for years about putting together an all-big-pedals board. There you go. I've got a big delay now. So I've got a big delay.
1: Well, you've already had the
0: mystery brain. That's a big delay, too. That's a big delay, too. But I don't know if that counts because it's a double pedal. Because it's like is a triple pedal. Oh, oh and nice. it's, it's technically a double pedal, and then one of the, the buttons lifts something. But I could I do use two delays when I use my worship board. I've got the big fuzz up there with the Kyber. Yeah,
1: I was gonna say the Kyber is really your only single function. Big I've pedal. got
0: I've got a, the big reverb down in one of those drawers there. The um, that's kind of big too. I've got the the King Spring from Dan Electro which is a big Uh, pedal. So I've got two delays. I've got a fuzz and I've got a reverb. I've also got the Palisades, which is like a big overdrive.
1: Is there actually, is there a spring in here? There
0: is a spring in there.
1: It seems like they talk about this pedal on guitar nerds once a month. Yeah. And one of them is like, no, there's a spring. And the other one's like, no, there's not. There's a spring in there. I've opened it up before.
0: I think the springs are only like this big. They're, it's not like they're, right. they fill the whole right. thing with springs. So this thing is interesting. I'll do a video of it sometime soon. Um, but yeah, Inner Circle, Secret Santa. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. What did you get from Secret
1: Santa? I got a Walrus Audio Julio. Oh, cool. Yeah, the Julio is a great pedal. Yeah. Um, so I know I, I, I'm stuck on the table, man. Uh, oh, I, that's good. I borrowed yours uh, hmm. a while ago. Like when, when we first got it from Walrus and, uh, I remember, that's a stiff beer. That's good. I remember liking it, but I don't remember like a ton about it. And, uh, I feel like, I feel like I've kind of gotten to a place where I'm, you know, I've talked about this with like law and course is definitely another one where it's like, I think I need it. And then I get one and I'm like, nope. And well, then the Jul- I'm, I'm kind of like back in the space where I'm like, oh, maybe I maybe I should need to try chorus out again. So it was perfectly timed.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the, so thanks, Greg, for that. The Julia is a great pedal to have around where you're really not sure. Like, do I want chorus? Do I want vibrato? Right. And how much chorus do I want? Because you can dial it really super slight if you want. And it's a really great, like, chorus, vibrato, discovery sort of pedal We you can kind of like dip your toe in and experiment with a little bit and not right. Not worry about going full bore chorus with it. Mm, yeah. Like yeah. with, the, you know, like the third dimension or the, uh, the dimension C or something like yeah. that. Where it's just like full on eighties yeah. power grid, you know, laser graphic chorus. <laughs> uh, do you have any, I did, a, I did a ridiculous video with this death sauce here. Yeah. Yeah. Almost died. I you can see the oil at the top there.
1: Look at that. Part of me wants to try some on a chip. Ooh, but Steve, I also, you don't wanna, uh, you're not going to be able to recover from this. I also cracked my lip open today. You would die somehow. right now. Uh, so I guess that's out. This is bad stuff. This <laughs> I don't know why they
0: put it in bottles this big.
1: But I did. It, I did. You it. Only need like a drop.
0: Oh man, you know those little tiny Tabasco sauce bottles that yeah. people like you get in like travel kits or whatever, right? This needs to come in a bottle like that, like half that oh, size. Okay. Like, this is way too much. <laughs> oh, completely ridiculous. But I did a video where I completely rewired my board with a uh, the Walrus Phoenix because my old power supplies were going dead on me. My old right, right. Uh, K-Line yeah. was dropping channels. Like, every now and then, like, a, a new channel would just pop on it. And I'm like, I guess I don't have that channel anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I've been running a How lot could of. You tell?
1: Like you're because you would just stop working. Like the would the light not turn on or no, the light would
0: stay on, but like that you channel just, would just not deliver power anymore. Oh
1: man, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, or no, what it would be like? There would be certain digital pedals that I'd plug into it, and they would just sit there and flash and be like, "Nope, can't work off mm. this anymore." So, yeah. I've been using more digital pedals that draw more milliamps, yeah. and I think that cooked it. Mm. So, oh well, but uh yeah, I put that board together went together really nice lickety split i think i want to get a right angle ic plug for it because it kind of like barely fits underneath there and it's got the ic plug sticking out the back if i could save like an inch i could i could get a little bit more room out of it
1: right you need that uh well i mean that's i guess that's like the upside because i'm gonna have to figure that out soon too Um, with my pedal board because right now I'm using a pedal train which has like the holes in the front Mm -hmm. that's designed to run a power cable through. But I'm thinking about switching and changing pedal boards again in the near future. Um, And if I do that, I will have to figure out what I'm going to do. I don't think with the board I will be using, I'm going to just bore out like a one-inch hole out of the front of it. I will need or like a a one-and-a-half-inch hole. I don't actually have a boring – like a saw bit, you know what I'm talking about? Right, right. It's a circular saw, but it's like on a drill. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's not a circular saw, it's a bit. Right, it's a, a circle. circular saw is a completely different tool. It's a hole it's, cutting yeah, bit. I know exactly what you're talking about. Bits.
0: Yeah. Bits, 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 bits. Is this a bit? no because there are no jokes a bits bit that's all true right. we've been surprisingly joke free for uh, you know about a hundred and something episodes now we decided Probably more no more jokes Probably more i saw uh, serious all the time no more idle banter Just all right. serious
1: content so uh, this first ad was sent to us by tyler aldridge it's a big muff pie with three bandy q mini bomb fuzz factory tube screamer 808 green ringer clone it's uh it was on reverb the original asking price was 120 dollars. it's sold for some amount. It has five switches on it. Literally, let's read it. There's so much I don't even know how you would operate this with your foot. There's no way you're ever going to get to that
0: middle switch.
1: You just got to come at it from the top. Like, you got to think in three dimensions here, Ryan. You got to be a tap dancer to get that. This is a multi-effects clone pedal I made using the enclosure and guts of an NYC Big Muff. It goes... Boost to tube screamer. It's a big muff with diode switcher and three band EQ. Fuzz factory to green ringer. All circuits were done on strip board using tagboard effects layouts, except for the big muff, which is EHX's board, and the three band EQ, which is a PCB from GuitarPCB.com. The boost is uh, Tim Escobedo's Jet Boost, uh, or as most people would recognize as JHS's Mini Bomb Boost. I love Escobedo's original circuit. The trimmer is there to bias the JFET, but you can play around with the trimmer and get more. A more or less aggressive boost sound overall. It goes from really nice, low sparkle to harder hitting, gritty sound. And that is awesome when pushed into other overdrives. I have a standalone pedal on my main board that I almost never turn off. The JS808 is that standard tube skewer sounds, no frills. I love the big muff so much more with the three band. It really opens up the sound for me and I like it so much more with the mids. The circuit become. I can see that. Like, I, yeah, I think, that's what I, I don't I think like mid, mid control on a muff is a beautiful thing. Uh, the circuit becomes a re- really loud without that original tone stage. I don't know if that's for real because there isn't a transistor stage loading the signal down, if I just imagine it being so, but the circuit overall is at Unity at 8 or 9 o'clock. The diode switcher is pretty useless in this build, mostly because of the removal of the tone stage, I think. I've had other big mobs with this mod, and the difference was night and day between silicon and LEDs, like I have in there right now. Fuzz factory is insane! And that's really the only thing I have to say about it. Great fuzz tones and great squeals. It can do whatever floats your boat. Please note please note this circuit is unstable. It will give you squeals, oscillations on certain settings. In some cases, if you leave it on a crazy setting, it can influence the bypass setting because of how this pedal is wired on the inside. I try to keep the interference to a minimum, but it can happen.
0: Because of how this pedal is wired on the inside. I bet this thing is just pristine inside. Yeah. Yeah. Just just the cleanest wiring you've ever seen on this disaster of a pedal.
1: And then uh, the last circuit is a green ringer. It's a nice volume boost with a great doubling effect that gives you an octave up, especially higher up on the neck. Stack of D's before to create a more pronounced effect. If you're interested in this pedal, please make sure you have an acceptable power supply to run it with. Isolated. I tried to minimize all power potential power problems, but because of the way the insides are laid out and the circuits involved, interference could happen if you're running dirty power. I run it on a True Tone CS7 and it operates excellently, though. Feel free to message me any questions. I cover all the pedals with a warranty. Problem ever arises that is a result of my work or even just normal wear and tear that take place. Wait, I this guy it builds it for C- you. he builds these to sell these. This isn't a one off. I guess. Um, maybe it's like a one off, but it's like he's built. Maybe he like builds them and lists them. Maybe. I wonder if this thing is still if there's bass bananas if the he river. made if he's
0: made more than one of these. Because it looks just like an experiment. It looks like this guy's like, well, I need a box to put this other circuit in. Right. I'll put it in. Because, I'll put it in with this too.
1: Because the, uh, because the, uh, Big Muff Pie is still there. Like it's just right. modified.
0: But that's what I'm saying. There's, there's. Plenty yeah. of extra room in those in those big
1: muff boxes. Yeah, I'm not. So he could be I'm like going to be able to find this guy's store right now. I bet he could.
0: He could sneak another pedal in there if he wanted to. <laughs> I mean, five isn't enough. You need to throw in that sixth one. You uh, needs a he needs a tremolo, and then this oh would be a God. full pedal board, as far as I'm
1: concerned. I I do have questions about the the thing he says about the power. I imagine, like, yeah, if you're running dirty power, it's an issue. But I would think any like standard guitar power supply should be fine. Like I, know I he's, don't
0: know. All these things are running through the same ground. I'm not an electrician, but I just imagine that this thing's a disaster when everything's running. I
1: guess I'm just thinking, like, if he's running one line I mean, the out, fuzz, the the fuzz factory part of it bleeds into the bypass signal, right? But I'm so that's an issue that I think is going to exist no matter what. Yeah, like I, it's your power source isn't going to matter. You're going to have to run this
0: thing in a looper to use it at all. No matter what. Sure. This is bananas and it's just it just seems like an experiment to me. This doesn't seem like a product that anyone should buy. It seems like like someone was learning how to do pedals and build circuits and this was the outcome of, you know, them kicking random stuff around for right. two years. I gotta say that I mean the price it's kind of fair, though, for someone wanting to explore something really bizarre. Yeah, so like really even over if the you top. were to
1: buy this at the original asking price, you would have spent $135 for this. Just for the – just for the. Oh, you're saying with shipping. Yeah, with shipping. The price is it right I think now. if I saw this locally for 135 like I would – yeah. I would at least like It's so weird you want to try I would at it. least grab that link and be like Ryan what do you what the what is this man what do you think about this <laughs> you want to put something weird on the old YouTubes
0: Okay so which knobs are I'm assuming those three little knobs are the Tomb screamer
1: No the three little knobs are the so it goes down from top to bottom so the three knobs on the top everything so everything at the top. So the switch, the two, the volume sustain, and the three EQ knobs. Uh huh. That's the pu- the muff circuit. Okay. The five white knobs are the uh, fuzz face. Right. The three silver knobs. That's the tube screamer, and then that black knob is the mini bomb, the boost.
0: But what about the green ringer? Which the green is
1: ringer that? is just an octave. It's either. Oh it's, okay. It's, it's an on-off octave.
0: Gotcha. Okay, now I understand. I mean, I don't accept it, but I understand it. (laughs) Right,
1: right. Yeah, at 135
0: shipped. I can't fault this person. He's given a lot of different circuits for the money. right. If someone was curious about one of these circuits, they get the rest for the same price. But, I mean, that that fuzz factory bleeds through when it's off.
1: It sounds Barely? like it only bleeds through on certain settings, though, which is even weirder. That's extra weird.
0: I mean, this thing's a this thing's a big gamble. Yeah, but if you're yeah. a noisemaker, this might be your your secret tool right here.
1: You know, it's he says if you leave it on a crazy setting, it can influence the bypass. So it might be it kind influences of influences like, it. It might be kind of like that issue that I have with um the ring mod that I just left as it was. and sure. haven't revisited where when it's when when it's engaged i'm like oh it works exactly the way it should work when it's disengaged there's a very slight bleed into the bypass and the you can like turn the knobs to like like on that one like if you were to like turn the knob to a certain position like the squealing that's bleeding through would just sound more like standard like single coil noise sure you mean it's,
0: like 60 cycle hum yes the name of the show close it up we're done we're done we're done we finally did it but once you say the name of the show you can quit you've released us from this curse steve roll credits oh man five years yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) do we want to get into the topic
1: yeah mike coppin sent this in he just said talk about this it's a rolling stone article called why mainstream rock sucked in 2018 uh basically they over at the folks at Rolling Stone that you know a super
0: par- relevant rock and roll magazine paragon of pop culture I mean we've all just been reading their articles my entire life and been staying up on all the news because they've stayed so relevant relevant and definitely you know haven't lost relevancy uh before I- I came of age.
1: I do see where they're coming from in this article. I have to say, yeah, I don't disagree I, with them. I actually, I've uh, never <laughs> <laughs> totally roasted them. Yeah, yeah, rock sucked in nineteen um, two thousand. So here's the rub. Here's the rub. This is what they're working on. me, of. Steve, um, is if you look at the year-end charts on Billboard for hot rock songs. At number 10. Here we go. Give us the countdown, Steve. Hailing from somewhere on the East Coast that no one cares about. It's probably like New York City or something. Yeah. Uh, no. so, so going down the list, the number 10 song of 2018, the number 10 rock song of 2018, Bless Those Rains, It's Africa no. by Weezer. Oh, God. Number nine, High Hopes, Panic at the Disco. Number eight, how this finished ahead of Africa, how this even made the list, was the Bad Wolves cover of Zombie. No. You know, that song that really needed to be covered. I think I heard
0: that, like, twice, and then I was like, I never need to hear this again. I heard it. Isn't it, like, super, like... Oh, you
1: heard it twice isn't it, like you decided you never needed to hear it again? Well, they played it
0: on the radio, and I just started, like, changing the station when it came on, and then I don't think they play it on the radio around here anymore, unless it's on other channels. I
1: mean, they did for a while. But, uh... I think they played it is more that on, the, like, Rock 105. Is
0: that the cover that sounds, like, super, like, Disturbed, Standy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's basically what Disturbed did to Sounds of Silence. Right. Is what this song is doing to Zombie, and it's like... They must
0: be getting played in Middle America. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's
1: Or on the... It's
0: getting played on the Hard Rock channels.
1: I think that's it. But, I mean, yeah. they
0: played it on the alt Rock channels here, too. Then, I, it didn't last very long. I think people were complaining about it.
1: Um... Number 7 uh is a song called Broken by Lovely the band. Uh number 6 is sit next ne- ne- that sit next to me by Foster the People. Foster the People was supposed to be a one-hit wonder apparently they They didn't are get the memo. Wonder. Yeah. They didn't get
0: the memo uh, and they just everyone, kept going huh?
1: Well, so they were the ones that did um what was the name of that song? Uh <sighs> Oh, uh, Pumped Up Kicks. Right, right. You know what song I, thought, I like that song. You know what song I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, people thought that that, like, that song's so weird, and it's such an upbeat song about such a dark topic. Yeah. That there's no way this band will come up with another hit, and they did. They did it. Um, five, four, and three are Natural Whatever It Takes and Believer by Imagine Dragons. Uh, Can we just
0: admit that Imagine
1: Dragons is the Nickelback of this era? Number two, which I actually, I really enjoyed this song, which is Feel It Still, Portugal the Man. How does that song go? Uh Ooh, I'm a rebel just for kicks now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like that's that song, too. Song. That's a fun song. That was me trying to false That's, a, that's a, solid, a bad idea. That's a solid banger. Number one is Thunder by Imagine Dragons. <sighs> Another Imagine Dragons. I would also like to point out that half of this list are bands loved by Mormons. Mormons are the tastemakers in this awful
0: year of music. Way to go, Mormons. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Las Vegas, for producing Imagine Dragons and Panic at the Disco. They couldn't get the Aquabats on there once? (laughs) 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 I love
0: the Aquabats. I would love it if the Aquabats had a hit song in 2018.
1: So uh, one of the things that this list points out is that a lot of like – Are the, you ready to do a hot take? Oh, my god! <laughs> a, lot of the, uh, a lot of the big hitters, like the traditional big hitters, Foo Fighters, Metallica, et cetera, et cetera, sure. were all on tour this year. I love
0: et cetera, et fourth album.
1: They were all on tour this year, so they were not producing hits. I bet there's a band called the, the i think
0: that's a i think that's a bs excuse to be like oh foo fighters didn't put an out al- out an album so rock sucked in 2018 they usually don't put out an album they can't put out an album every right right every well year. i don't think
1: they're saying like that's an excuse i think of what it's saying is this where is were the, where were the mainstays this is how this is what the state of rock music is without is that, is that when the when the Basically, what they're saying is
0: that when the legacy acts aren't putting something aren't, out, aren't there? Yeah. yeah.
1: Now, I will say, like two things. You know, to argue with Rolling Stone is I don't think it's fair. I think to try to put rock in like such a specific box is is something a rock that, box, a rock box, a mm. box of rock, so to speak. Uh-huh. Uh Is um is something that people in their heads they want to do it. and even in the article they're like oh rock and roll like it's about attitude and you know these bands don't have any attitude and you know uh believer or not believer thunder the the imagine dragon sauce is number one it's kind of weird because it's like a it's like a clap percussion track and like there's basically like it's very sparse instrumentation and it's a clap track
0: it sounds like the song that would come on before the uh, the thunder from down under dancers would oh my come on stage, I, uh, like it sounds like it sounds like a lead-in track for like a right. performance, right? Like it yeah. doesn't sound like this is a song people want to actually listen to. I thought that song, and was and also like- every single Imagine Dragon song sounds like it was like grown in a lab in a test tube to be the outro music for a movie during the credits. I'm right, I mean, right? You're
1: not, you're not wrong. Um, the one thing that I think the art, the article does kind of get wrong is it, you know, it's saying like, Oh, rock and roll music. Like imagine dragons is the music is heartless. And, and like and if, I, if Joel Shoemaker
0: made 20 more Batman, Batman movies, movies, there would be imagine dragons songs on every credit scene.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would say like, like feel it still. I think that's a like, I, I think the article tries to argue that like rock and roll has to be a specific thing. I think feel it still is a legit rock song. Which like, one is feel it still? The Portugal the Man song. How
0: does it go? Sing it for <laughs> Do me. You Steve. Really? Sing not, it for me. We're Steve. Not I'm not doing this Steve, again. I'm not doing this again. Steve,
1: sing to nope. me. Nope. Steve. We're moving on. I want to hear on. those pipes. Oh, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> I mean, I'm not a rock and roll purist. I'm not like, oh, that's not rock. Yeah. I I I, well, and, I, and I actually like a lot of the music that's been getting played on lo- our local alt-rock stations. Right. Like this very like soulful. Like R and B ish mixed with like EDM, like female-led vocal sort of, right. sort of stuff that's yeah. coming out. Yeah, like all. Uh, um, uh, Lord like every every band that's come out like sounding just like Lord like I like that I think it sounds Wait, Lord or Lana Del Rey yeah exactly you know all the are, there's, aren't like there churches. like churches there's like five different girls on the radio right now that sound exactly the same yeah no yeah. but I like it I like that sound I think it's fun I yeah. don't need my rock and roll to be well you know Portugal the Man DC you know the singer in
1: Portugal the Man that's a dude right sure okay not like it's this is like another Silver Sound pickups right right situation right totally okay um I, I think if you take Imagine Dragons off this list, I think I'll if be you happy. take Weezer off this list. That you, song shouldn't, just you, because it got like,
0: it got like me, it's, it, it was on the list the same way, like freaking Tom Green's music video <laughs> was like top of the charts for right, like nine right. months or whatever. Um,
1: I actually, I've been listening to that. Panic, it was a the, meme. They got played on the radio. I've been listening to the Panic at the Disco album a lot. I was listening to it this morning, actually. Um, I, I really enjoy it. I don't know if it's rock, like he's, He's definitely like stretching that a little, but excuse me. And it it does have like higher production values. Um, There's nothing wrong with production value though. There's not, but it's production value in a way where you're like, like that song specifically high hopes has like a big horn intro and you're like, they're not, they're just replicating this. Like they're just playing a track live. Like they're not in a horn section. But at the same time, I think to counter this, like you think about some of the big, big rock songs of like the eighties and early nineties rock music has really like, there's always been stuff with high production value. Well, it's not just that there's always been stuff that's not edgy. Yeah. Like more than words. Every, every definitely a rock
0: song. Every single, definitely
1: played at every freaking wedding in the United States. Every single
0: song in the police library. Like, is that rock? Yeah, it's rock.
1: Chris, this kind of soft. I think that music's kind of well. Some of the police songs were edgy for their time, but I'm thinking of like I'm thinking of like all of like what's the biggest rock the is biggest, such a
0: wide thing that it can encompass things that people are are not even thinking right. is well, rock. Like, you know? like when
1: you think of the band Nazareth, what song do you think of? I don't. weren't they the band that did "Every Rose Has Its Thorn"? Oh, is it? I think. I so. don't think.
0: So. Like maybe. I don't know. Is
1: that a rock song? Who did Love Hurts? Is that a rock song? They're rock ballads. They're rock, ba- exactly. They're rock ballads. They would have been on the top, probably on the top 10 list They're, for the year they were released. They were, were rock released.
0: songs because at one point, all of a sudden
1: you hear, and then you hear a solo. And then, then, uh, then Phil Collins comes, comes up through the right floor riser. <laughs> I can feel it coming. There's tons of stuff that is like classics
0: of rock. I'm not even saying classic rock, but classics of. You know, 60 years of rock history yeah. that, like, are less rock and roll than a lot of these songs are.
1: Yeah, and to your point about Imagine Dragons, and this was a thing that was in the article, is Imagine Dragons does, I would never say that they're not a rock band. Feel, yeah, they're, they're, a, they rock, are a, they're rock, a rock band. They are solidly a but rock they band. Feel, they definitely do feel very formulaic. They're just garbage. And so the person who... I Who hate them so much. Wrote the article is trying is saying like oh rock music like if it's formulaic it's not rock music it's got to it's got to have some dude b s got to have some dude because that's like, a false metric to me- measure by. Well, you also can't like you're basically like blaming the guy for the way his voice sounds. If it was
0: all based on attitude, then everyone would listen to nothing but Link Ray. Go listen to Link Ray,
1: kids, or Lincoln Park.
0: No, kids, awful Steve. That's fake attitude. That's not real attitude. Now who's the gatekeeper? It's me. (laughs) You thought it was Rolling Stone, but nope, I'm the gatekeeper now. I'm just looking for that key master.
1: If you guys want to read the article, maybe I'll link to it or maybe you should just find it. It's not hard. Like Google Modern Rock is dead or something. Here's something I'm going to
0: say. There's been articles coming out like this for years now and they're probably, yeah. they probably are right. Rock and roll is dying. Rock and I roll think is I wrote fading an, out. I think
1: I wrote an article on my old website like 10 you years ago on this. Same topic. People
0: have been saying this my entire life that rock and roll is dying. Everyone who was part of the punk rock movement of the 70s into the 80s thought that that was the last dying breath of rock and roll. Oh, yeah.
1: Also, guitar music is dead. You know, whatever, when, whatever that means.
0: I'm going to say that from my perspective, when the radio can't find good stuff to play, this is a time of opportunity. Yeah. If you were a creative person, like they're they're not expecting very much at all. They're not expecting anything. Like you've got this very. I mean, they're really like, Imagine Dragons. Imagine Dragons drivel that they're playing over and over and over again. There are tons of us out there, tons of us musicians who can outdo that, who can get weird and creative and interesting. And now's the freaking time. Do it. Record in your bedroom. Make some really weird, wonderful stuff that is not radio friendly at all. People are looking for that. The pe- people are listening to the radio when they drive to the grocery store, when they drive to work. But when they sit and they really like pick out the music they want to listen to, they're, looking, they're listening to niche stuff now. They're listening to weird stuff. They're listening to super heavy stuff. There are people who have musical tastes and are seeking out music right now are seeking out very – what we would have called underground in the 90s. But it's right there. You can find it so easily on the internet and you can build your own library of tastes. And now is the time to be making the weirdest possible music you can and finding an audience in that because there's people who are looking for that. And they don't want to hear another band that's trying to sound like radio music. Yeah, because they're done with it. People don't want that anymore. There's a couple bands doing it for the radio and everyone else is looking elsewhere for their music and they want it to be different. So that's my my little rant. Go make stuff that's very different. And who knows, maybe you'll invent the next genre of rock and roll that will save all this and become the next, you know, beat to the ground radio drivel.
1: But, you know, just go make stuff in general.
0: Yeah, go make stuff. So much of this show is just like talking about the gear. We don't talk about music that often.
1: Yeah, but after, that, t- after tonight, we will only have one song left in the in the old song file. So. Am I going to have to pull? What's our twenty nineteen? What's our twenty nineteen? I never decided. We
0: never had to hit anything. I'm going to have to figure out something odd to play after next episode if someone doesn't send us an emergency track.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Mm, I'm excited.
1: All right, let's move on to the next topic. Well, our next topic is uh, this week's show is sponsored by Gun Street Sponsors! Wiring Shop. If you keep that Les Paul, yeah, you're gonna gun street it up. I don't know, man. I got to think about it because you know I I do like the traditional Les Paul configuration, but just I, put
0: some splits in there. Yeah, man. Yeah,
1: I do, I just need to open it up and see. I do the splits. The uh, the JB should definitely be splittable, and that is. They're both Duncans. they should be splittable. I'm not sure if the jazz is a four conductor. All right. All right. Uh the JB definitely is cuz I have one of those in another guitar. And the thing with the J- with the JB is it's like a uh like 14 or 16k output. <sighs> That's hot. So it's like a prime pickup for splitting. Like yeah. it's the perfect pickup to split get that hot single. Get that single. hot single in the bridge. Nothing like hot singles in a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I think
0: he I think you should go gun street on it if you decide to keep it. And I think you're gonna to decide to keep it. Yeah. I you gotta sell off like three of your rando project guitars that are rotting in a closet somewhere. And then just use actually, that to justify keeping that.
1: Well, so basically I justified po- buying this because I sold that Ingve thing. Yeah. And then uh I sold what did I sell? I sold it some pedal. I sold the Fuzz Factory. Don't you
0: have like three weird import guitars in your closet somewhere, um, though?
1: I, What do I have in my closet? I have the Telecaster. You have that
0: bolt-on neck us Paul thing, don't you?
1: I, we just need to light that on fire. It's not worth anything. Should
0: we super-rich Steve it? I think we do. Someone's been asking us to torch something. I in think... every video, they comment, torch it.
1: Yeah. Should we torch I it? I think that's going to be the one. I want to pull... I don't even know if I want to pull the pickups out of it,
0: oh, we're gonna to torch something. we gotta find somewhere to torch it. don't you have a fire pit? I do, yeah, we could torch it in the backyard. Maybe that's what we should do for our five year anniversary episode. We should do our our drinking stuff and we should torch the guitar. there we go. there we go, oh man, that's gonna be fun.
1: People um, are gonna be so
0: pissed because we didn't give it to a child. yeah,
1: it's a garbage. this no thing child is a deserves piece. that.
0: The worst child in the world doesn't deserve that guitar,
1: yeah. So I've, I've, I always forget about that that guitar. Um, I just say I'm trying to help you out so that you m- make space. Well, the other thing for this guitar so you can keep it. I've got a court M700. I need to put strings on and sell. What did the court look like? That's Davies guitar. The, the oh, the, he wants the, you to sell the that R S thing. He wants that thing sold. The thing is, is I got it from him, and I looked at it, and the strings on it probably haven't been changed in like I don't even know, man. We'll it, have to
0: figure out some way to get you strings here in the near future. Yeah,
1: yeah, I definitely don't. No, I'm going to use some of my some of my not. Oh, your strings. your cell strings. I'm use some of my garbage strings on that. Not my good. Not yeah. my good D'Addario's. Yeah, D'Addario's. D'Addario's. to use some of the, some of the garbage brand yeah. I
0: have. Not officially sponsoring us yet. We're, we're waiting on some copy from them. So even though we're, uh, though we're in the new year, we're, we're they're not no, officially. Sponsoring I've got some. Yet. What more? Wait, are we still in- inside a Gun
1: Street sponsorship? I, I sh- yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the logo has been hanging here on the screen forever. Yeah. So uh, so yeah, GunStreetWiringShop.com. Go check them out if you need wiring for any electric guitar or bass or whatever um, or Nissan Sentra maybe.
0: You got to hand it to a sponsor that inspires us to go completely down a rabbit trail talking about all the stuff that we need to do.
1: Um, this episode is also brought to you by Sinusoid. So uh, this soy- week we're talking about the uh, Sliver. Uh, which is the world's smallest solder patch cable that we know of that we've seen? Uh, it's definitely small.
0: I mean, we're not going to know if there's anything smaller until the Arctic completely melts and we discover, you know, what's underneath that thing.
1: Antarctica or yeah, sure the Arctic? That, yeah, where, which one of one those? One of them. Which one either. of those is
0: where, either pole? When all I that? I think
1: Antarctica, underneath the ice shelf in Antarctica, is where Atlantis is. That's what I've heard. That's what the, that's what I read. I've heard that too. Internet. Steve
0: told me. <laughs> <laughs> Ten seconds ago. So yeah, no one has discovered smaller solder, soldered cables.
1: And you know, if they discovered it, it's because it's alien technology. No, mm-hmm. no human.
0: Ancient could have aliens with that. brought sinusoid slivers to us. Go check it out: uh, sinusoid.com/ancientalienslivertruth.org.
1: What? That's all our sponsors for today. That is all of our sponsors for today. This next ad was sent to us by. Nick Lancaster, it's on my sheet. I don't know why I'm acting like it's not. This is a rare electric guitar. It's so rare that it's being sold for two hundred dollars. Rare slash collector's edition. J. Terser Shark, Hollywood guitars model. J. T. Shark, scalloped fingerboard inlays. That doesn't make any sense. Uh,
0: They're just talking about the shape, of the inlays. No, the, I know, the, I know. The guitar is not scalloped.
1: Uh, two single coil pickups. <laughs> <laughs> Super nice, ready to play. $200 OBO. By two single really coils, they
0: mean there's a humbucker. Uh, that reminds me of the time I went to Guitar Center and was trying to buy a, uh, a Seymour Duncan humbucker from the, the counter. And I was like, I want to buy this humbucker over here, this humbucker pickup. And the guy behind the counter was like, we don't sell humbucker pickups. We only sell singles and doubles. I hate <laughs> to say it,
1: but this actually might be a good price for this guitar. It might be fine. What do they usually go for? Uh, I'm seeing prices at the lowest. I'm seeing is like 250. Oh, 192. But I don't know if that's a J. Tercer.
0: There's a couple different like, shark guitars so out the there. So the thing,
1: the thing with the shark guitar is, the shark guitar is just a generic. J. Tercer is the only company that happened to throw on like the headstock that looks like a fin. Yeah. Everyone else just has like a general uh, head. Oh, I guess like this generic Ollie guitars. Ooh, and this one has a Floyd Rose, Floyd freaking
0: Rose, man! It's like a weird, like import novelty guitar thing. You see yeah. them all over the place, all the time. Everyone who has one is trying to sell it, thinks it's special. They probably like won it at a fair, or they bought it while they, from a pawn shop while they were drunk, or something like that. Maybe they play fine. I just always thought they looked stupid. Like, well, they do look stupid. The the bottom fin... The dorsal fin on the shark looks terrible. That is an awful fin. Whoever drew this out in the first place does not know sharks. Not the way I do.
1: How well do you know sharks, Ryan?
0: I know sharks kind of okay. You don't think sharks look like that? It's got teeth.
1: Sharks got teeth.
0: But the fin, look at the shape of its fin. No shark has a fin that looks like that. Unless it's some sort of freaky.
1: That shark bite with those teeth, yeah.
0: Some sort of freaky bottom of the mariana trench sort of shark might have a fin like that but that's not a normal shark fin if you're building a shark guitar you want a normal shark fin and all they had to do well they got to modify that like, fin so you can cut it, it on a your little lap. different no they don't you don't have to have a shark guitar on your lap pretend it's like a flying v it doesn't need to be comfortable this is a novelty guitar I also all don't like right. i also don't like the face on this shark where it looks like huh why is that looking backwards because like, oh. it's looking at the person playing it like well oh, what are you doing you playing me like a guitar but i'm a shark
1: <laughs> all of a sudden have you seen the the memes it was very uncertain about the whole it's thing like people it's like they've taken like john mayer and all these different dudes and they've taken they out put the the put a slug yeah <laughs> that's what that made me think of when you're like <laughs> the shark's just looking back they're like hey hey how's hey wh- what are you doing hey. what are you doing back there hey. <laughs> what's going on the
0: shark looks very uncertain and very uncomfortable with the whole situation. It was like. was I think if you wanted to do a shark guitar, you'd want to make it look kind of badass, right? Yeah. This shark does not look badass. Well, I don't know. This they- shark looks sad ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's one sad ass shark.
1: Oh, my God.
0: You know what? I, I kind of feel like I should get one of these. and And burn it. Carve it up a little bit and repaint it to the way I think this shark deserves to look.
1: You should just get a big body. I should Photoshop it. I'll
0: just Photoshop it. Photoshop it. Maybe I'll do a photoshopping video of one of these guitars. Friggin' two hundred bucks. Unless you're in a shark themed band, I'm gonna say. What if you're in Great White? Bye bye. Instead of bye bye. Mm. All right. This is a bye bye, not a bye bye. Okay. (laughs) Steve's like, can we move on, please? Ready to do some (laughs)
1: housekeeping? Okay, yeah, let's do some housekeeping. Do some housekeeping right now. I um, did make a
0: mess over here of this wax lid. Good job. Yeah. Uh, get the broom.
1: Housekeeping. We got some a couple new people. Uh, Scott Meldrum coming in at the $1 level. Awesome. And Dave Harbour 2 coming in at the $4 level.
0: Nice. That's the level where we get the most amount of money without having to do anything.
1: Um, I have a challenge for 2019 to our listeners. I Here would like go. to get to uh, 100 pledgers on Patreon. What? Our Patreon is Patreon.com/slash/60cycle. Steve has
0: made a personal goal for you guys to spend your money. <laughs> my,
1: my, uh, my, uh, Sharona. My, here's here's what here's what I will <laughs> what I will say is. I my plan is to promote the Patreon in every episode until and I'll say how many we need. How many do we need right we, now? We right now we need forty three patrons. And that ain't bad. To get to one hundred. Any level. Any level. But We've still got two out of three
0: branches of the government working for us. And that ain't bad. <laughs> uh <laughs> I don't know why. I've what is rem- that from? Reminder of that reference. It's from uh uh, a Mars attacks. Oh,
1: right, right. Um, and I, I would say, like, any level, so like, what the one dollar level, the two dollar level, the five dollar level, the ten dollar level, twenty five dollar level, twenty six dollar level. Oh, yeah, twenty six dollars. Uh, I would say, like, I would like to see a lot of uh, four dollar levels as a sign to me. That's, I mean, like, all hey, we need is hey, Steve, I heard you, I heard you asked for that four dollar level. That's four dollar, sti- that's the Steve level, the four dollar.
0: How about the level where we, re- we stop running a telethon and we let children watch Sesame Street in the morning So, so <laughs> instead, of, instead of interrupting Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers with K- PBS telethon. So here's
1: what I'll say is I want – my goal is to promote this. And then once we hit 100, I will only promote it when we get pl- new pledgers.
0: Oh, so you're going to – you are going to do the PBS Sesame Street thing. Yeah. Because like you want Sesame Street back on? We have to sell more of these license plate holders right
1: now. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, Steve. Is that's my is commitment th- to you.
0: This is a threat that Steve it's not is a making. Threat. Steve is not going to like, shut like, up. I would
1: like to see. Look at. He one, wants a hundred. He wants one hundred. That's only like five percent of our listeners. That's less than five percent of our it's, listeners. Yeah, that's Probably. like three percent of our listeners.
0: It might be two percent or it doesn't matter. It might be. 0.2% of our listeners. We I
1: just think it would be fun. Okay. 100 is a nice big round number. It'd be fun to hit a
0: hundred. I'm with Steve. Let's hit hundred. I mean, and look, I'm not saying all it takes is what 40 something $1 pledgers.
1: Yeah. Let's 43 get three $1 pledgers. Let's More see at a hundred. Hello. You want to pledge a dollar? See, we're one dollar closer. Hey! It's not even about being one dollar. We're one pleasure closer. We're one pleasure closer. If you feel generous, you can do $2, $3, $4, $5, $10, $25, any amount you want. I'm just saying, I would like for that number and to be 100. And if you 100. call now,
0: you get this beautiful set of Gensu knives. There's no phone number, man. Nobody's calling. All right. <laughs> what if um, I flash a phone number down? This next topic was sent by um, I'm gonna put Blake Weiland's phone number on the screen. <laughs> That would suck.
1: <laughs> For Blake. <laughs> He'd have to change his number. His audience is bigger than ours. He could totally retaliate. <laughs> I'm fine with it. <laughs> uh, this ad, this topic was sent Give by... Give me an excuse
0: to throw my phone away. Oh, my
1: gosh. By Nick Stewart. Uh, he wants to know... Well, this is this kind
0: topic. of a weird, like for lack of a better term, like passive aggressive, like topic. He says, can
1: you comment on someone's decision to finance their gear purchase or is that off limits and makes you an a-hole re it up? Um, so there
0: was a whole thread on the group yesterday, uh, Wednesday for people right. who are keeping track of the times when we record the podcast where someone was like, Hey, I just bought this amp with financing and it was like 24 months like, 0% interest or something like that. Yeah. Like, one yeah. of these, like, guitar center, like, please just send us any money situations. <laughs> um, and someone else on the group just laid into this dude about... It's ta- pretty ta- ta- Taking out a loan, basically, right. for gear. And the guy... Basically said like, hey, I'm going to be buying a new house soon and I am wanted to open a new line of credit, which is something that people do to help like bolster their credit score Yeah, before they do
1: major things like that. And as long as you're making that payment of like 40 or 50 or whatever dollars a month, like you don't incur any interest. Now, the thing with those deals that does suck is if like you default on one of them, they like land like the interest is accruing. They just don't charge you the interest as long as you p- make every payment right right so if you're like 300 dollars into your payments and then all of a sudden you default you're gonna get hit with like six months of like back interest right or whatever like a year's worth of back interest on on your on your loan um as far as like big picture goes like i'm not a the biggest fan of of doing special financing for gear but the reality is like I mean, technically I bought that DOD like I, 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 I do what I would like to call self financing, which is to say, Steve
0: likes to self finance himself,
1: which is to say that I'm borrowing. It's not dirty. It's just money. I'm borrowing money from myself in order to purchase gear.
0: Now you're borrowing out of your own budget. That's for food.
1: and rent and rent and you'll eat later well no you know it's it's
0: you'll recoup that budget later it's
1: knowing like there's i have like expected like i i know like i have a gear budget and so like the the gibson right yeah i've sold that wasn't a planned purchase it came up on craigslist like i gotta get this exactly and and um i basically looked at my situation said you know what like if i take my gear budget for like the next 6 months and roll that all back into paying back into my regular budget i can buy this now right so i'm self financing like i'm borrowing right. from myself i'm borrowing from one personal budget and dumping it into a different personal yeah. budget basically
0: yeah you're adding up all that sinusoid uh Street money i mean Street i was trying money. to be
1: delicate but yes that's exactly <laughs> what i did I'm like
0: yeah in 5 months it'll pay for this you know something like that five or six i mean it'll be yeah, anyway.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Um I mean the thing I kind of the direction I wanted to go was just talking about budget financing in general and just like this guy yeah, this guy took out a loan to get gear with a, like a side quest basically to right. build build his credit and the other the person making the argument was like you could have bought this used for much much less. Right. But it's like I'm kind of I'm kind of in the position and the opinion that I don't know or understand anyone else's finances. I barely understand my own finances. And it's like, I can't like judge for people what they should and shouldn't do with their money. And that's something I've had to, you know, come to an understanding with, with myself, like doing demos. Like there's a lot of pedals where it's like, I'd never like make the budget to buy
1: Uh
0: this pedal, but like, I can't judge whether or not, that's a decision for someone else to make. Like, I don't understand someone else's budget. Like there's people out there who make tons more money than me. There's people out there who need, you know, a product that does a certain thing way more than I need it. And they justify it different ways. than I would, it just is to me, it just seems like a topic that's none of my business, whether or not someone, can or can't afford something or the way they should or shouldn't pay for it. Cause I don't know what's going on the rest of their life. You know,
1: I, I think for me for like with the example that was of what happened, my take would be like, if someone was like, if the dude was saying like, Hey, I'm thinking about getting this amp. Uh, what do you guys think about like reverb or was oh, it not Re- uh, like sweet water, special financing? or guitar, you know, guitar center right, special right. or whatever, I'd be like, ah, you know what do you like? Just save up for like six months, like whatever. Like you don't really need that right now.
0: Right. But if you're going to open a line of credit, get one, of, uh, get a, another credit card and use it for all your grocery
1: shopping. Yeah. Uh, and like, that's kind of like, like right now, um, uh, I don't know what I'm getting from, or no, I guess I, that is what I'm getting. Like, I think I'm like. Last year, I got like a hundred dollars back on my credit card. Okay. And the idea is like I'm doing all of my regular spending on that month to month, and then paying it all down, and then I get like a percentage, oh okay, like cash back, right? Um, so so the, you know that's that's the goal, yeah, and and that's building credit because it's like I use the card, then I pay it off, and I use it, and I pay it off, so it's like I'm accruing like and also like that credit card they keep upping my limit and upping my limit even though like oh it's scary even though my uh, the amount of money that's on the card is like basically static yeah like i have pretty much been sitting at the same dollar value of like of uh, the the amount of the float is always the same it's up to almost like twenty thousand dollars i'm yeah. like that's insane anyway no, that's mine
0: too i could i could i've got two credit cards and i could go blow 20 grand tonight if i wanted to yeah. on credit that's insane there's people out there who don't have the personal restraint to not do that.
1: Right. And, and so I think that's like a big thing is, that you know, understand your situation. I bought my wife's wedding ring or, or her engagement ring on a 90-day 0% because I knew like, okay, like I can't drop – like I want to get engaged right now. Right. But I can't drop 300 or, uh, you know, whatever the amount was. It wasn't 300. Uh, 300,000. Super, Steve. Yeah, here. it's supposed to be uh It's supposed to be one month salary, right? <laughs> yeah, 300000 dollars. <laughs> yeah, three hundred thousand um, dollars.
0: If you made three hundred thousand dollars, we would not be doing this podcast in month? my in my
1: garage. A month. We
0: would be or doing just it. We would be doing it in your in the garage of your third home or something like that.
1: We we, we would be doing if I made three hundred thousand dollars. We would be doing it on your yacht. If we were making, if I was making three hundred thousand dollars. We would just be doing it in, like, some, like, we, like, we would be doing it in Dave Ramsey's, like, podcast studio. <laughs> we would just move to where We would we live with Dave like, Ramsey. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We would move in with him.
1: That's the, that's a sound financial decision. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and that's what the podcast would be about. Sound financial decisions. Oh, wow. Oh, man. Dad joke right there. Uh,
1: so, anyway, I, you know, I think. Would you ever, would you ever. uh
0: take out a loan to get gear like what what does that scenario look like for you like would you ever like for me if to think about taking out a loan to get gear it would be like i need to have this now i've already i've already got a house i already did that i don't need to build a line of credit to to do that i don't have any reason to build a line of credit so if i was gonna buy gear that i couldn't afford and i needed to take out a loan it would be because i needed it needed it to like as like a job thing
1: right exactly it would it would i i can't imagine that but but at the same time again like i can't i can't imagine buying a new piece of gear on loan but i suppose like if i'm being like super honest about it like and imagining like the way money actually flows in real life like i'm i I have probably purchased gear with cash. I'm not talking about buying with a credit card. I'm not talking like about later financing. On, yeah. Would I ever finance gear? It would have to be, I can't imagine what piece of gear that would be, that I would be like, I need to finance this now. If I would right. like, especially as a non-professional musician.
0: Yeah, totally.
1: I don't know. Maybe Can you think of something? I
0: mean, maybe if, if you finally went in and got that, that Cowher bass. You could finance that, you know.
1: Well, and like you know, and some people were talking about like how well you should have bought it used, and then you could have used like reverbs, a firm, and then then you're just basically taking a credit loan from Reverb, so you're getting kind of the best of both worlds. Like you're getting financing, but you're getting it. But it's like you're still getting like a used price. On. There
0: was a the whole argument that he could have saved a lot of money if he had gone used.
1: Yeah, he could have saved a lot of money by switching to Geico.
0: <laughs> 15 minutes or less is what I hear. Um, wouldn't it be great if the little gecko walked in just now and this became uh, an official Geico? Dude, you still have to edit this video. <laughs> you mean that doesn't happen in real time? Um, like, we of all people are all for, like, buying as much stuff used as you can. Yeah. Like we yeah. love the used market. That's like the core of the show is the used market. But the used market doesn't exist. People don't buy new stuff. Like there's someone has to buy it. Someone has to buy it. There's a time and a place if for buying. New, new if the stuff. new
1: market dried up, then everything that we Yes, everything that we currently own goes up in value, but we would not be able to get anything new. New or like we want to be able like everybody's used gear would go up in value. So those of us who choose to hoard uh, and like sell things off one at a time, yeah, we would get more money for those items, but we wouldn't be able to, to the value of anything. everything would shoot up and we wouldn't exactly. be able to get
0: more new stuff. Exactly. New to us stuff. Right. But like the people who buy stuff new are doing a valuable service. For people thanks. like us,
1: thanks for eating that depreciation, so I don't have to. I can't
0: ever buy an. I can't ever buy a, another uh, used Nissan Sentra unless someone else buys a new Nissan Sentra. You right, know? right. Like those people are doing the Lord's work as far as oh I'm my concerned. God. <laughs> they're they're eating. You know, that's awful. The 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 loss on the value of their stuff. Right, right. But then they're gaining. You know that new experience, that new amp smell they're they're the one breaking in the tubes for the first time, yeah they have whatever they're the ones who
1: are putting pink noise to their speaker for thirty hours they have whatever
0: whatever warranty there is, right. you know things like that they get to you know, open the the box for the first time, they get to stick it in their closet in the box when they stop they playing after three new, months and gift smell. and gift a closet classic to their great grandchildren in seventy years, yeah. You know, like that's where this stuff comes from. Someone has to buy new stuff. It's just what it comes down to. I don't know. If, like I said earlier, I don't feel like I have any place to judge anyone else's buying habits or style. As long as you're not causing hardship for yourself or your family with your gear buying, like
1: do what you're going to do. Yeah. I do want to say that um, one of the comments in the Facebook group. Here we go. Was that the Facebook? The purpose of the sixty cycle home Facebook group is to talk about used gear, to talk about flips, to talk about New Year Day, to talk about New Amp Day, New Pedal Day, whatever, and all of those things. They're not are, untrue. Are not not true. But the purpose of the Facebook group is to support Ryan and I's quest for podcast world domination. You
0: know, someday, like
1: 50 years from now. That's not the way you
0: said it off, Mike. Now, uh, you Mike said the purpose of the the Facebook group is for people to worship me. And then flames shot up around him and (laughs) horns grew out of his head. You know,
1: Ryan, like 50 years from now, all podcasts are going to be referred to as 60-second hums.
0: Yeah. Did you check that new uh, 60 cycle hum on NPR? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they're yeah. talking about a new real crime. Yeah. New true yeah. crime. That is a good 60 cycle hum to listen to. Yeah. Did you listen to the new uh, 60 cycle hum that guitar nerds did? Yeah. Yeah. I, those guys, are, I can't believe those guys are still at it. Still doing 60 Two cycle hums? from now. Yep. It'll become an industry term. I feel like I've heard this conversation before. Like I don't know, man. This is
1: an original th- idea that yeah, I just had, right? Brand, now.
0: brand new content from Steve.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Should
1: have put it in the news section. <laughs> Let's move on and then get out of here. Wow. I just splashed myself in the face. Uh, good, this good next work. ad was sent by Lee Alexander Zelensky. How did I read that without my glasses? No, just kidding. It's Alexander Lee Zelensky. Haha, gotcha. You think he's related gotcha. to the honey I shrunk the kids? Family? I wanted to know if he was related to Dean Zielinski of the Oh Dean's yeah, Guitars. maybe. That's another Zielinski. Um this is a Hall of Fame mini with kick disc. It's eighty dollars. It's uh the kick disc lets you control the pedal with your foot. Sure does. Great reverb and exception control with the kick disc. What do you think about this? Product and product similar to this.
0: Exception in air quotes. I love that they air quoted something that they misspelled. Yeah. <laughs> what do I think of kick discs? Yeah. It looks awful. <laughs> it looks just terrible. You know what it
1: looks like? Is It looks like uh, one of Leonardo da Vinci's sketches for helicopter. <laughs> oh, this could work.
0: Yeah, totally. Or it looks like some awful like wild west dental tool
1: the one thing that i guess is good is it's got that line on it so you know exactly where like like that's max reaver bro it just that thing like is
0: all the way up you're gonna step on that thing and snap that
1: pot yeah there's no half. way there's no way i don't break that the second time i try to for, use it
0: for the listeners at home and on the road and in the office that aren't watching the youtube what we're looking at here is basically a clear acrylic disc that's got a lot of slots cut into the sides with a little bit like, like a tooth to it so that you, it'll grab the side of your foot. Yeah. So you can press the side of your foot against this and roll the knob up and down, which is, a, you know, it's a fairly smart idea in yeah. theory, but it's suspended off the pedal by a post that looks like it's a good inch and a half long.
1: Maybe, maybe oh, an inch. Oh Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I would guess more like an inch.
0: No, I bet it's longer than an inch. All right. Um, that's just giving you a lot of leverage to snap that pot. It doesn't take a lot. Yeah. The metal and that makes the, the, the post on pots that are in pedals and on, on guitars, it's not strong stuff. No. It's pretty soft metal. I, I, this just looks like ruining a pedal to me.
1: I'm not the biggest fan of of the option knob yeah like foot products. controller things um but i understand like the option knob sits fairly vertically yeah it doesn't take up a ton of real estate the, that's the other thing with this is this thing if you were trying to put together an all mini pedal board this is going to cover like the yeah. two pedals next to this pedal um it's, it's going
0: to bleed over a lot yeah
1: it, it's not particularly vertical it's also very horizontal and imagine
0: this is on a pedal that only has one knob Imagine this on any pedal that has multiple knobs. Well,
1: you're only going to put it on, you can only control one parameter.
0: But that's what I'm saying. When it's, if you put it on a pedal that's got m- multiple knobs, it's going to cover the other knobs and it's going to make it a pain in the butt to adjust those other knobs with your hands.
1: Oh, right. Cause you have to like reach around. Yeah. So just, it just muddles up everything.
0: It's just a bad design in my opinion. And this is the sort of thing where we're going to go to NAM in a couple of weeks here.
1: We're going to meet these guys. And the
0: basement is full of gimmicky things like this. Yeah, There's just every year there's a new brand with a new gimmick. Like this is it. This is the thing that's going to change pedal boards forever. I've come up with a new little gizmo that is going to like change the game. It's like really people have already done this a million times. Like I'm tired of it. Like let's just do knobs now guys. You just bend over and turn your knobs now. Can we just agree in 2019 which it is now, by the way. <laughs> then oh, yeah, we're gonna right. bend over and touch our knobs. 2019, bend over and touch your knobs. Let's make is some that pre- your
1: slogan. Did you just win the atmosphere contest? I for did. Yourself?
0: 2019, bend over, touch your knobs. That's the that's the new slogan for 2019. We're gonna get printed on shirts. Bend over, touch your knobs.
1: Can we just put those shirts in the threadless store? I don't want to ship them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Awesome.
1: All right. Uh, this week's song was sent to us by Emily Harris. It's called Armageddon for Bookworms. She says, I do not remember why I named this song Armageddon for Bookworms. Thanks for listening. Uh, for, for Ryan, I'm Steve. For Steve, I'm Ryan. Bye. Mm-hmm.